back to the MMCast podcast, Previous the Master of Modern. I'm your host, Alex Kessler, uh, here with new hosts. We got some guest hosts today. We have the Tappy Toe Claws and Chief and Bot. Welcome, both of you. Hello. Hey, I'm also a person here. <laughs> um, so uh, Ben is is traveling to Seattle for the month because you got to travel for months at a time in this environment and we are talking about a subject matter that these two guests are in different way experienced in so we want to get get into that and we're talking about and please say the real name after I say the wrong name sealed box commander leagues and they're called <laughs> we well I mean we at least in in my league we call them the EDH boxing league and, and Which is just a really cute, yeah. clever branding, but really all it is is just limited commanders. Basically, what it is. And and so before we get into it, why don't uh, Shivam? Why don't you go first? Uh, let people know who you are for those oh. who don't know. Hi, uh, I'm Shivam. I'm on the Commander Advisory Group, and I host a podcast called Casual Magic. Uh, and yeah, that's what I am. Tappy. Oh, I'm Tappy Toklas. You might know me as the person who pretends to be, but actually also is a dinosaur on the internet. <laughs> Because I'm old now, officially. Um, <laughs> I'm also going to open up a fake Shivam bot uh, Gmail account so that everyone who is mad at him on the internet can email me because I promise <laughs> I will be less nice than Shivam is. And he needs somebody like that in his life. So. <laughs> if you have problems with commander rules decisions, you can email definitely, totally, actually Shivam at gmail.com. <laughs> And you'll definitely get Shivam, and it won't just be me pretending to be him and telling you that you're all wrong and that none of you know what fun is anymore. Seriously, um, Olivia will always like text me. She's like, "Hey, stop!" <laughs> you need to that's because she is a good friend. But uh, yeah, so I'm also kind of a you know commander person. I used to cosplay in the before times. Um, now I just kind of pull the tiny Cross. Tim and wear rags around my house and eat soup and look sad. That's ah, what Tiny Tim does, right? Experience. I'm pretty sure it's he, been a while. Did he get? Did he get soup? Does I? I feel like. Well, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim is Kermit the Frog, and I only know this from the Muppet <laughs> version. So Kermit the Frog's son, right? With the with the with the crutches. Cool. So yeah, I feel like they. He's got soup. They had like a whole <laughs> goose or turkey. I don't know how Christmas works. <laughs> Uh, all right, I, so. I'm just. I'm, I want now Kessler's Christmas stories. That's what I want. Uh, I can provide that um, <laughs> with divorced parents and double Christmas. Uh, so today we're talking about EDH boxing leagues, and uh, for those, I'm going to do a brief description. We're going to let uh, Shivam, since you've participated in the original one, or at least the sure. the one that kind of started this, is the new thing people are doing, uh, and and describe what it is. But basically, okay. people buy a box. They build a commander deck out of that box. There's more rules to that, and I'm going to let Shivam explain them. But that's the concept from a macroist level bird eye view. All right. So basically, what happened is the legendary Brian David Marshall was sitting there and talking to Sheldon Mennery, the father of commander, and there. And Brian was like, "You know what? I have way too many packs and boxes just sitting around because Brian's been playing for a thousand years. And plus he gets compensated in boxes when you do events and stuff. And he's just Brian David Marshall. Of course he's got magic cards and Sheldon Mennery being the head of commander and head judge also just could build a house out of boxes. And they were like sitting there like, yo, it's early quarantines. We've got nothing else to do. I want to crack a pack and play some games. Why don't we try doing any, and Brian David Marshall is legendarily a EDH player who hates commander decks. 
aka hates products that were made specifically for commander or like things that are made like arcane signet no no bueno but we have we have him on our so we do the monday night uh live stream he was on two weeks ago maybe three weeks Mm. ago depending on how time works uh and a good portion of that episode is him complaining about commander products oh yeah he he hates it we all know this but he was like you know what i want the pure old school experience of digging through crates so we're just gonna grab a random box of whatever's sitting here build an edh deck out of it and him and menory got together and they're like you know it would be cool if we got a bunch of our friends to do this. So they got a bunch of other content creators and other EDH people who would just have boxes around such so that we could dodge the whole problem of this is an incredibly bourgeoisie and expensive hobby. Uh, this is like literally the most self-indulgent way to play commander. Let's be real for a second. I will just say that off the top, this is super, I mean, short of like mystery box commander sealed. This Which is like the most, it's really fun, but it's hella like, fun. There's like but 12 I just want to save off any, world. like any criticism right off the top. We know that this is expensive. This is not for everybody. Literally, it's just because we had boxes sitting around. I guess, I guess, but from what one thing, one thing I will say before we jump past that, from the a podcast that was previously the Masters of Modern podcast, this is a very expensive way to. This is a very inexpensive way to play Magic, especially if you're like, if I buy a box of M twenty that like just rotated mm. out of standard, but still is in wide print, you probably could get it for under a hundred dollars, and now like you have an entire yeah, like an eighty dollar commander deck. Is pretty inexpensive on the like the larger and scale of decks, right? Right, yeah, and you can and and those cards are worth something, right? Like it's it's kind of the whole like opening packs to just open packs is a bad use of your money, but if you're opening packs to play a draft or something, then you're getting at least a movie's worth of entertainment from right. those packs, and the cost is about the same. Sorry, continue. So so basically. The way they came up with the, the league that they ended up coming up with, and we're working on some modifications to it because. It was obviously the first iteration, but here's the way it works. You take a box of, uh, for us, we took any box that is standard legal, but not a reprint set, not a modern set, not a Horizons, not a, no, like, Battle Bond, no supplementary sets, just anything that was ever a standard legal generic set or a core set, and build a commander deck out of it. And hopefully you pull one, like any of the modern sets will always have at least one multicolor legend. Like you can even use your box topper if you got one of those. Um, try not to pick a set like Eldraine where they're all monocolor legends. You will be very sad. But, um, and then each week, each week you can take a set that is not in your pool and add six packs from that set to your pool. So if I, like in my, for my example, I started off with uh, Theros 2, whatever the new Theros set is called. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Theros Beyond Death. And I got a cool Uro deck with like, you know, the greatest hits of uh, standard of the time. And then I added M12 for my first week. And then next week, I could add a set that's not Theros or M12. So I added um, Legions, right? And like, so like half of the fun is just going through and whatever you have six random ass packs of, you can just grab and add them to your pool. And now as you go, if for instance, if I ended up starting off with like, I don't know, Clothis or some other weird thing. And I was like, you know what? I found a better, like I found a cooler commander in my later set. You can grab that commander and take your whole pool that you've opened so far and rebuild your deck so that you can play a different deck each week. So that it doesn't get stale. Now that's kind of the way it works. And for in practice, after about four or five weeks, you're no longer adding like large chunks of cards. You're adding like a handful, maybe even one card. So I would say you would want to have a league of this to last four editions total. And if I was going to offer my advice to anybody right off the top, the way it is, if you start with a, a, a box, 
wait two weeks, play two weeks worth of games out of this box, then add your six packs or even four packs, really. Six packs is a lot. Four packs you could get away with and still be fine. Uh, so add your four to six packs worth for the next week, then play two weeks of that new set, add another four to six, and then two weeks more. And so once you get your fourth add-on, you will have played for about three months worth and you can just call it. And like how many deck how I'm, many how many games are you playing in a week? Because because I think that's really, I mean I play one or two. You okay. play as many as you want. It's just the the league part is not we're not keeping track of stats or anything except just for like giggles. I was more asking for the 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 time frame of like you say two weeks. So, you know, wait two weeks to add more. That's about four games is what you're kind of saying. Sure. Yeah. yeah two yeah. to four games roughly. Yeah. Cool. All right. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. So I mean that's kind of the way it works. Like for instance, my deck the first week was just Uro was the best card, and then I had like literally just a pile of just random sealed cards that were blue and every blue and green card that was in theros was in my deck like it just ended up being that way it, oh and my ultimate recommendation is do not pick ikoria as your first box ikoria is too strong too good things like mutate are just incredibly linear and very very powerful and it's just not fun ikoria is really fun to add to your pool but it's not fun to start with and because it's just too it's the power level of Ikoria is just levels higher than the rest of the sets if you're talking about a sealed environment. So yeah, your first deck is just going to be bad. And that's where the fun is, because you're finding like, all these weird cards you've never seen before that or like that you've only seen in draft crap. Like you're playing with literal draft chaff here because you have to fill out a hundred cards. So whatever is in there, you're going to use. And it's awesome. It's super awesome. And then the, the second pack you add is going to add a ton because suddenly you're going to be like, wow, I cracked a lot of War Elf. That is better than all 30 of these cards in here. Mm -hmm. You know, and like I got like a Phantasmal uh, image, which is amazing. And I got like, like I just cracked a Jace that I'm going to put it. I, mean, I got I, I added Eldraine into my green blue deck and I got uh, a Uro, I mean, an Oko. And Oko is a great draw. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the other thing. The rules are still EDH rules. So it's like 100 card singleton, all the bandless stuff applies. So if you crack that profit of crucifix, I am sorry. <laughs> so that but, was, that's um, that's something interesting cuz I think our league like, We definitely decided, were talking I don't know if we decided about that. I thought we decided to was, go again like uh, banned cards are no longer banned. Yeah, yeah like our, our cuz like packs. Our tentative plan was that banned cards were not necessarily immediately going to be banned. And then yeah, we were like, kind of going to, because like the way, and we'll, we'll get into the weeds later, but like the way we started doing this was kind of like, we, we kind of got our friends together and then we kind of built the rules up from there. Cause we wanted yeah. to decide where everybody was at kind of, yeah, sure. Um, but I'll let, uh, I'll let Shivam finish about like kind of the original experience before we start talking about whatever madness the additions and changes. Yeah, and I, th I think yeah. that the hybrid cool middle ground maybe even is 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 like if you play with banned cards and that and you if you are banning cards and you open a banned card in your rare slot you can just ignore that pack and open additional one i think is maybe yeah, like I mean, the happy you, medium like, remember this is casual times right like right right we right. just want to have fun and if you happen to like crack open a prime time i mean look honestly if I wasn't playing with literal the rules guys of like the people in my league are like the four rules committee members who are like the most orthodox EDH players you're going to find. So I think if I was playing in a league with, I don't know, you and Ben Wheeler and Tappy and Olivia and whatever, we would probably be a lot more like you cracked a Titan, use it. It's cool. Why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, think, like, I think, and that's what we ended up doing, right? We were just like, just play with what like primeval Titans going to find you. What? Basic forest. Maybe a field of the dead if you're opening two different if you're cards lucky, sets. Dude, 
the best uh the best non-basic i had in my thing was like the was it unknown shores or whatever no the theros maze of it the the that stupid uh, maze of scophos or whatever i'm like oh, oh oh yeah look man if i got a prime time and he's finding me a maze of scophos i think that's okay it's not like it's pulling a freaking guy's cradle out. but if you have six urza saga packs and you crack up at a guy's cradle god bless right god right. bless and 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 before we kind of go to the next things, I do want to kind of touch upon different stages of starting these things, and, and maybe touch upon. Yeah, the... so that, I think that's basically that. I think I can basically stop there. That's like my rule summation in a nutshell. Um, and if you crack a box that for whatever reason is old enough that doesn't have a viable legend, I think w- one of the patches we are saying is that you can use the uh, card that's showing up in Commander Legends to prime. Uh, what is a prismatic? What's his face? The partner. Oh, the got it. Yeah, the the prismatic piper that can just be like, yo, pick a color, and this can be a partner to whatever legend you have, so that you can at least get some two viable two color build. Just oh, proxy it and throw it in there. Okay, I think our solution was if you don't get a legend, randomize what legends are available in that set, and you get yeah, one. Yeah, pick too. like three or whatever, and then can but, select from them. Yeah, to that to that point though, most of the people. I think everybody in our league picked like a fairly recent set from like the past 10 years. I don't think yeah. anybody went back further than when that, and that's, I, he, I have yeah. the list. I, that, that, that's one of the things I did actually want to talk about was, was kind of deck selection. Cause I think that's like a oh, box sure. selection. Cause sure. I think that's one of the coolest at this point, especially cause we haven't played any games. Yeah. yeah we, we, one of the we're, coolest, we're right at the beginning. Uh, one of the coolest parts of the whole yeah, experience, like, right. Is like every not every set, but every set is available. So you have all these different ones, but there are the frameworks, right? Like we realized and Kyle, Judge Kyle, um, Magic Ugh, Judge. I'm uh, getting ready to, <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking forward to never winning a game uh, against Judge Kyle. I ever. just saw his pool that you tweeted out. Yeah. There. That was we're, kicking, we're kicking him straight out, except so, he's a mod in the Discord that we hot, made. For hot him. tip, uh, Fate Reforged is dope. Yeah, Fate Reforged <laughs> um, is insane, and, turns out. And part of it is is that there are two different cycles of gold bunny ears, gold uh, yeah. uh, legendary Legend. creatures, right? So you have yeah. you have the the leaders of each of the con each of the cons, which are monocolor with hybrid activation costs. You have three wedge colors, and then you have the five elder dragons, pre-elder dragon. Um, and so between the two of them, you can just get a bunch of options, plus the cards are insane, and there's like Ugin in that set. <laughs> um, which is, is a card that's unfair. <laughs> the guy, but, I saw it. It's like he pulled a god box of Fate Reforged. Pulled yeah. every dragon Ugin into Fetchlands. That's disgusting. I guess like that's maybe, well, I guess you can get Getting every dragon isn't as good there, right? Because there's no five color legend yeah. in that set, so you're not going to get all of them. Sure, uh, but then he'll just open up like you know, I don't know, something with chromat or whatever. Right, right, just... right, right. Yeah. Um. So that's so 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 to kind of to, to break down at least on our league because I have a list. I don't know, Shivam, if you have yours, but we I I opened up Zendikar Rising. Uh, Tappy opened up Dominaria. Uh, I'm basic. Ashley opened up Ravnica Allegiance. Zach opened up M20. Carson opened up Icoria. Uh, Kyle opened up Fate Reforged. Jason opened up Journey to Nyx. Joe opened Theros Beyond Death. Uh, Michael is opening Journey up... Journey to Nyx? Journey to Nyx. Ja- uh, no, Jason opened up War of the Spark. Oh, he went into War of the Spark. Journey to Nyx, I thought was a sweet journey, take. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, got, he got seriously... Uh, he is... He got a little messed up. There's no legendary creatures, right? Oh no, there's there's uh, like there's, five. And there's like so there's all the monocolor gods and Rolesk and Storev. And if you don't get Niv Mizzet, you lose, basically. 
Which is why I didn't pick War of the Spark because I knew if I didn't open my well, favorite Dragon Lad, I would be the saltiest. Well, because here's the thing: like I did, I did one of these on with Loading Ready Run on one of their Friday nights, and um, I obviously I had pulled out for that one Ikoria, but um, Cameron had picked War of the Spark, and I was like, "Homie, all the legends of that are all Mythic planeswalkers and planeswalkers, <laughs> right?" <laughs> yep. Someone brought up, I think Michael was also talking about doing the planeswalkers as commanders in this and the say, like, like the way Brawl we were allows talking it. about it, and then we kind of people had already it. opened their boxes, so that's another option here, right? Because that does open up, for instance, Eldraine gets a lot sweeter because you have the option of, uh, like the, the twins Kenrith twins, yeah, like I, I cracked open the Kenrith twins, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I can't use them. But. Part of the part of the problem with like Eldraine, though, is right because when you look at it on on like Scryfall, say if you go to Scryfall and you look up Eldraine, you see Corvold and Shulane and and Alayla and the one other one that nobody ever played. But so nice. that's something that you also have to consider because it would be really cool if you could get any of those three color friends, but lol. They're all yep. just brawl cards. They're not in the set. <laughs> they sure aren't. Because I was thinking, I was like, I'll get Corbel. This will be fat. Mm, no, I won't. Because mm-hmm. Michael was like about to even, he even like understood the ramifications that he could only get the monocolored options. And he was like almost going to bo- well, open up Eldraine. is in there too, but that's basically it. Right. Yeah, but Grumgully is really good. Yeah, but it's because it, Grumgully is at least at rare. Yeah. Or is he uncommon? Yeah, he's a rare. He's a rare. Um, okay. So at maybe. Least- you know what? Uh, I don't either remember. way, it's not, it's not mythic. So like there's there's like more, you know, more likelihood there. Yeah, I mean, there, there, I guess there's like the like the weird audible of like opening up Eldraine, expecting to lose week one and two because who cares? And then just like opening up something like Fate Reforged or something that just is like a ton of rare legends or like Dragon Maze, right? Dragon Maze is also not a bad one because they have mm. all 10 you get all the maze, of runners. The maze runners at rare so you're like guaranteed yeah. to get at least one if not two yeah it turns out legends. a lot of these small sets that were just like forgotten are real real good in mm-hmm. this because you can get real like dragon's maze is like a hated set but in this league it's fantastic mm-hmm. fate reforged was a pretty forgettable set i mean i loved it but in this league or even dragon <laughs> of Tarkir, dragons of tarkir is really good yep yep um What's well, it's, the entire Tarkir block, man? Jeez, it's like you want legend gold legends at rare, and yes. you want a cycle of them at least. And if you can get to that in your set, you're going to now, have a slightly happier time. And the smaller the set is, the more likely individual cards you are, are to, to show get up. one of those. Yeah. So, like for example, our friend Ashley, uh, who nobody knows, our Cass and I started our league uh with uh we mentioned Jason, but we got Jason all from Brainstorm Brewery, and then kind of the MM cast crew, and then. Some of our friends and then some of like basically just some a handful of friends. We basically just pick good people and we just grab the first like 10 people we found. Because uh, that's the other thing about this. If you if you tweet about starting one of these, you're going to get like 25 people in your inbox yeah. trying to join. And you cannot be friends with everybody. You have to take the first 10 people who actually commit and just do it and be mean and tell people they can't. Yeah, you can't. Anymore. You can't. It you, it's too easy to get screwed. Well, yeah. So, so I guess that's a question. Shivam, how many people did you end up with? in your yeah, sorry. first awkward league. segue, but no, 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 that's are. actually so, so last week when we, cause we mentioned this on the regular podcast. Uh, yep. this is the regular podcast on last week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we got a few comments being like, Oh, Hey, can we join your league or something along those lines? And I yeah, was, we have 13 people in our league. Okay. Okay. We, have we had more or less. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten. Oh, we have 10. Okay. Yeah. I, I was like, I thought that a good number, but, yeah. Um, yeah so like, in mine, when I look at that, we've got uh, Anthony Alonji with uh, Ikoria, uh, Ben Wheeler cracked an M20, Brian Dave Marshall cracked M20, uh, Mana Curves, she got M21, 
Gavin Verhey got M21. Uh, Hobbs got Dominaria. Olivia picked M20. Um, Weeks. Scott, um, let's see. Who the hell is Weeks? Oh, Rachel Weeks. Yeah, she got um, RNA, um, Ravnica Allegiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Larrabee picked Dominaria. Um, Toby Elliott got Ikoria. I picked Theros Beyond. Uh, Sheldon got Ikoria. And uh, Gavin Duggan picked uh, Fate Reforged. And you guys so, and you guys, started before Zendikar Rising came out. Is that yes. correct? Okay. Yeah. So we we all kind of made like a gentleman's agreement to like add Zendikar Rising uh, from our pre-release packs that week. Oh, cool. Okay. But uh, yeah, we started then. And like our goal was go until we get to Commander Legends. And then Commander Legends will just start a new league with Commander Legends box. Cool. Cool. Okay. But I think we're going to taper out before then because our decks have kind of hit like uh, equilibrium. You know, like you can't add more of the titration breaks. Um, I feel like it's kind of nice too because at the end of this thing, you get a pretty decent Commander deck. Oh, like yeah. me and Wheeler were talking about this. Like I actually am just going to take this deck and turn it into a real deck because it's it's like 80% of the way to being really just fun. Right. You need to cut like four cards and put like rare lands in there. Like, and then yeah, you're like, like a, you know, it's all ring or whatever. Yeah. You don't even need to, but. Like if you like, I almost want to keep these around just for this power level of like league play level. So if like people just have a random box league, like I've I made a box league deck out of Ikoria, and I'm just leaving that as week one deck to just play against anybody else's week one deck because that's well, always going to be about um, the same. Uh, BBM himself like had a comment on his Twitter where he was saying he really liked the idea that. I could take, like, I have a week one Muldrotha deck right now because I opened up Dominaria because I'm a basic, horrible, you know, white girl and I wanted to open up Dominaria. Uh, I was really hoping I could get Joyra and just make a cruddy version of my Joyra deck and, like, steadily make it better by pumping every artifact set I possibly could open into it. But I drew Muldrotha instead, which is honestly probably better. Yeah. Uh, Which the fact that I got a really good synergistic three-color legend is better than my other option says a lot about who I am as a commander player. But that I digress. Um, but BDM said that when I posted on Twitter that he was really excited that I was going to start and that I should, you know, let him know what level my deck is and maybe we could get a game in as long as yeah, you can like if I say track. that I have a week three deck, he can take a week three deck that he has or a deck, you know, he can construct the deck at week three level and or whatever. The upside and of just, it. And that's a pretty actual, like, that's a pretty discreet power level bumper that you have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some luck involved, obviously, but there's always luck in magic. You can open up a sealed deck and have the nuts, or you can open up a sealed deck and be like, well, I'm barely going to make playables, but that guy could still die to land screw, I guess. <laughs> right. And, and, and the thing is, because yeah. it's because you're adding a new uh, expansion every time, it is very easy for you, if you keep track of what week you added an expansion, to deconstruct. And like mm-hmm. for me, I've just got a pile of the cards I pulled out and like just set aside in this like I got a, a a fat pack box and I've just been using that for the league for my chaff and for my extra cards mm-hmm. to build my pool with. And it's like, oh, I can hella just back up my deck to like week uh, any week you want and be able to like run it just just as fine. And that's really it's really cool. Actually, I like that a lot. And and, and so people that are interested, I did actually remember. So so um. The episode that BDM was on of our stream, you can watch it on YouTube right now, uh, is he actually played his his uh, boxing league deck because uh, one of our guests came in. It was like it was Davey, Coach Davey, uh, who was on the like, I am here for casual play. I have nothing that is above this level. And BDM was like, well, the closest thing I have to that power level is this pre-con deck. So I guess we're going there. And so he played that and then they played that. And I played like a, a all theft effects threaten all the time uh, crimes deck. Um, but 
it was really fun. It was really cool watching like he like pulled off insane combos even with cards he opened that would normally be limited play like with uh the dowsing the like the five mana merfolk that like rebuys a spell and then he can blink mm-hmm. it with another card that he has oh my god dude bdm's deck is gross mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his deck is so disgusting but like bdm and wheeler i think are like the two who had like the most nasty decks because wheeler has an omnath deck he got uh omnath from m20 so that's three color omnath yeah yeah and uh his omnath got a fertilid edition from uh ikoria or whatever it was Omnath plus Fertilid is an almost like two mana rampant growth that draws you a card. It is disgusting. And he was just like, I'll ramp you and draw a card. Who cares? I've got like 40 million mana. You can have a land. You can have a land. And I'm like, what do you do? And it was like recursion. And I mean, that's the thing I love about this because it reminds me of old school EDH. Pots, as in like yeah. the discovery is there, like the being able to like, okay, look, this is the pile of crap that I have to work with. I guess I got to figure out how to make it work. And then you're like, whoa, there's synergies here I didn't even think about because I would never play these cards in normal EDH decks. And not only do you not play these cards in normal EDH decks, but you don't play these cards against the cards you're playing them against. So we, uh, so far, uh, most of us have built our decks now. We uh, our, our league technically starts tomorrow because uh, nobody could quite get all their hands out of the boxes because COVID and, you know, sure. et, et cetera. Um, but we played an exhibition mass. Yay, look at you. We played an exhibition mass match on Sunday. And it was uh, Zach opened up Golos from M20 because he luck sacked into that. Carson opened up the... The five color legends in every set are really helpful. <laughs> yes. Uh, Carson opened up the cleric in Zendikar. I don't mm-hmm. know what any of the Zendikar cards are because I haven't played them. Ozra, I opened Oprah, up... Aura. Aura. That's yeah, like the box hopper, wasn't it? Uh, but it, they're already in. They're also in the set. This is the first set they didn't do box yes, hoppers. it's, it's not something in the set because he didn't. He didn't sure, get sure, the box hopper. Sure. Uh, I opened Moldrotha because I'm horrible. Uh, and then Ashley, poor Ashley, went with uh, Ravnica Allegiance because she wanted all the shocklands and the mana fixing because she's playing the long game. But the only two legends she opened were Lavinia and Teza. and she literally didn't have enough black cards to run Teza. So she's running Lavinia. With every flyer she has and every counter spell she has, and no other win conditions. Because a... I, I love Ashley. She's a great sport. But so she's playing Lavinia, and Zach is playing Golos, which is kind of dope. And so I'm playing Moldrotha, which Moldrotha does say you cast from the graveyard. So Ashley was originally like, haha, Lavinia is going to shut down Sydney. And I was like, oh no, I don't know much about judging and things, but I know that this one reads this way because I looked at it the one time and remember the video. Yeah, so this is Lavinia Azorius Renegade, which yes. is the one that uh, each opponent can ca- cannot cast non-creature spells with a converted monocog greater than the number of lands that that player controls. When an opponent casts a spell, if no mono is spent to cast it, counter it. She so- is the fun police. Yes, she is literally the fun place. However, I was thinking I was totally in the clear with Muldrotha. However, I was super stoked because I opened a Mox Amber. Guess what cost zero in my deck? (laughs) Oh, no. So that happened. Uh, Oh, no. However, I was also running uh, Mishra's Self-Replicator, which every time you cast a historic spell, you can pay an amount of mana. I think it's two. And you can copy Mishra's self-replicator. It's a 2-2 artifact. Technically, Mox Amber still gets cast. So once Mox Amber is in my graveyard, I could just cast it if Muldrotha was out and make, you know, 
nanobots. <laughs> so there was a there was a point at which I had like tw- I had like twelve self replicating tutus on my board. Oh my god! It cost nothing to cast. It cost nothing to cast in Maldrota. That's it was disgusting. It was hilarious. I mean, Zach still won because Golos and garbage. But however, we had the nanobot moment, and it was fantastic. It was super cool. And like and that's it was, a card you literally never play. It was very much kind of one of those scenarios of like it. It was 15 years ago at the local game store when everyone is playing a 99 card pile. And yes. it, it, and like that that is so indicative of like what happened where we literally had to like get Judge Kyle and be like, hey, does this. Does this work? Does this work is this the real? way that I that I want to? And he was also like, "Okay, so at the detriment of everyone but Sydney on this table, yes, the nanobots will just keep spawning. Like you will have the black goo going on. Like yes. please make them." So yeah, it was it was uh, it's it's fun. The game, so, I will say, and I think this is one of the things that we wanted to bring up. The game did take two and a half hours. Oh yeah, these games are going to take like my, I have not had a game go under three yet. The, problem is is everyone has these cool synergies and these cool like pockets of really good stuff but nobody has that like haymaker win condition unless no, somebody so, like, suck <laughs> like straight up like but but the, but the problem is is like the decks don't suck because they do stuff but they, they just, just kind slowly. of do stuff enough not to die so it, it's one of those things of like when you're picking your people pick people that you will want to be at a table whether it's webcam or if you have if you get lucky enough to have enough magic players in person that you can safely see i have a little quarantine of 10 people and 90 percent of them are magic players so we're also going to do a paper version of this and i will report back on that later i'm really excited <laughs> about that um but like pick people that you are willing to spend two and a half hours with like this is the this is the textbook example of like edh is like the vessel through which you are having like a two yes. and a half hour hangout. This is not about winning. This is not, I mean, in yeah. some level it is about showing off your deck and doing stuff, but first so and this foremost, is literally just finding a reason to hang out with your buddies. Precisely. And, and, and I think there's also like, cause, cause I don't know if this happens to the two of you, but my commander games also often last just anyways, three hours long for some reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> like literally the, the stream we did yesterday I mean, uh, was like my four and a half right hours long. Game too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I like, and it's not like I like killed uh, one of my opponents middle of the game. Cause I threw a giant crab at them, but then I couldn't <laughs> kill the other two people. Uh, and Charlotte and me were just like from just playing until 11 o'clock at night so that was fun <laughs> people left <laughs> um, but so like part of that yeah part of that is content right like like when mm-hmm. you are making something when on you're stream, streaming you it's gonna it. it's gonna go a little bit longer but um because you have to like but walk also it's stuff. just like for instance in my deck i got um i got an enigmatic incarnation which is like the enchantment birthing pod right and i was like okay well look the only good like uh, legend i pulled out i either got clothes Galia, the centaur or the satyr chick or uh, Uro. And I was like, I have yet those to get some, to fight Uro. I'm going to give Uro a shot. Commanders. So Uro plus like, you know, loathsome catableepus and whatever garbage. But I got a Nessian boar, the 10-4. Like the big, big pig, right? And so, you know what's good about a five mana big pig? Is that you can kill a four mana enchantment to get it. <laughs> so like, I had Arasta the web chick and I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to throw you. the web chick. I believe that's the official name. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Look, man. I, I just threw her into the incarnation and I pull out Big Pig and then I stick a bunch of like, you know, like the crappy uh, artifact equipment that like gives you the Icarus wings that like yep. gives you flying and mm-hmm. you can sacrifice it to make something unblockable, or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I this is like 
you know, Sealed's greatest hits of garbage. But having a 10-4 flying pig coming at you with like a bunch of bumps from being like an enchantment and all these constellation triggers going off, it feels really good. Right, right. It feels really, really cool. And then that is one thing I would say based on watching people play this and then even my own is it's really important for people building their decks while they're building them to think of like evasion more or like are you able to do damage to every player all at once or do you have some way to win because it's not like regular commander where you can be like okay i have like a pocket infinite combo that if like we're three hours in and we just need the end of the game i can go find and kill everyone or or like i know i'm gonna be building in like a a cathars crusade enough like creatures in play that they're all gonna be 30 30s and gonna win like there's no way to guarantee being able to break board stalls, which will happen. So evasion there won't or be board wipes either. Board wipes are going to be. Yeah, pretty like, yes. In, in the land of the blind, the one with the 17 mana board wipe is king is all I'm saying. Listen, right? like, uh, Slin Voda is great from Dominaria, by the way, turns out. Um, you know what is like the most busted card in this? Like there's one. Uh, was it like wave of tears or something like that from uh, uh, yeah the I'm, one with uh mu yan ling on it yeah because you can like return everybody's stuff and if you return 10 permanents you get to put one down free mm-hmm. yeah that card flood of tears flood that of card tears, thank you real gross close enough. it is like that is like just cyclonic rift levels of just game ending i'm really and, excited that i pulled one of these <laughs> oh Andu Andu inversion i'm i am i am here for my capabilities to either play it as a land or wipe the board. I am playing 58 lands, 20 of, <laughs> 20 of which are flip lands. I'm very like actually someone in one of the someone in the Discord was like, "Yeah, man, we went one of my friends went mono black cuz he went, picked legions as a set and got phage and is like 74 swamps and whatever black <laughs> card you got and phage the <laughs> well, because my god, I'm playing phage and I'm like, "God bless my dude, god bless." That, like but so incredibly charming about that because in what other like world are you going Why to be playing like um, i i love i love the fact that in 2020 there is a person playing like you know two-thirds lands in their commander deck just because they want to play this cool like legend when earlier Cass and i couldn't go on twitter without our mentions being filled with people debating whether you should play 34 lands or 37 and there's some dude out there playing 60. 74, <laughs> 74 lands. Um, By the way, for all those on the internet who are going to get upset about it, my Muldrotha deck is playing 34 lands, just so you dude, know. Dude, here's, here's the limitation that I got. My green-blue land is playing 30 lands because that's how many lands I cracked out of my box. And that's oh my a, gosh, uh, so I will say, and I'm disappointed in myself and I'm like really, really hoping in the next six packs <laughs> I open, I open a swamp. I am playing exactly one swamp above lands. I opened in my box. Everything else is box box appropriate. I was like, you know what, man, in for a penny, in for a pound. No, I appreciate and I love that. these Theros lands. So I'm like, screw it. We're just going to, this is the game. You just this need is to the game next, next week, open up Zendikar Rising and then just like supplement some of those land slots with, uh, yeah, <laughs> with, with, with add, spells. Just add all the MDFCs from the next one. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, think about it, dude. There's some just banana stuff you can, like there's some interset synergies that we just forget about after pre-release that you never think about again. Right, right. Like I got Protean Thaumaturge, which is the Constellation clone. That card is hella good when you're playing just a lot of enchantments or whatever, right? Like, uh, but I don't know, man, this is, <laughs> I've, I've said it multiple times. EDH boxing league is the most fun I've had playing EDH in years. Honest to God, 
this just feels pure. It feels silly. It has like, there's no expectation because we're all starting with the piles of crap. I mean, now we're getting down to it. Like the last game I played, I had two draw seven effects because I had midnight clock go off. And then I had like Garrick's rising or whatever from Eldrazi that just get uh, from Eldraine Eldrazi from Eldraine that gives me like a crap ton of cards. And okay, it's getting it's getting a little polished now. But those first two or three weeks when you're just sitting here staring at like a handful of like just bottom feeder like uncommons and commons that you're like, look, it's in my colors. That feels so good. Well, it's so good. And and even like to to talk on the other side of that corner, the the competitive one, kind of going back to what you're saying before, like something that maybe a chunk of our listeners have always had with commander as an issue is like those power level concerns, right? Like I want to be, I want to try to win, right? I want to try to do the best I possibly can, but like, I don't have a way to, cause this is Ben's issue and it's why he's been drawn yeah. to CDH, which is like, I don't want to feel bad for, for like playing something more powerful than my opponents are playing. Cause I had no way to communicate very well what's going on. And as we just mentioned, mm. the fact that like you're on week two, I'm on week two, we have the exact same yep. amount of packs available to us. So we can try our hardest if we want, if that's the kind of time we're trying to have. Um, and there's no, none of those like feel bad. This was unfair. How did you get Gaia's cradle? I've been playing since last September. That's not, you know, or, or, or whatever. Or, and, and so you have a little bit more of that, like the, not the CDH, the CDH, no feel bad. Everyone's trying to murder each other all the time, but at the power level, that's a little less like, Oh, everyone's just tutoring for Thassa's Oracle and putting into play. And this is like a variety of gameplay, and brewing like, that's available. A, what I think you're getting at is like at the CEDH level of like everyone playing in the Spike Feeders Discord, they all know what they're about. They all mm. know going in that they are playing at that level. However, that kind of magic isn't accessible to everyone. Whereas going out and buying a single hundred dollar box because Guilds of Ravnica was on sale for 70 bucks. Like this might not be this. I, I'm not trying to be obnoxious, but this was just on the couch behind me. Um, but like, this was the $70 box that my LGS had, or in this case, like whatever, I don't care where you get it, but like, you know, eBay or whatever, or this it, was yeah. the box that I had. Cause it was, it was $20 cheaper than Dominaria, but like, I'm still going to get a halfway decent deck and everyone's kind of going to be on the same level versus like me being able to spend $125 on an EDH pre-con plus some upgrades. And then like, Sydney showing up with my, you know, $1,800 Joyro deck that wins on turn two because right. I'm a horrible person. Like, because that's, that's very different. In, intent matters a lot with Commander, but also, like, yes. the reason the power level conversation is such a dramatic conversation within the community, I think, is because mm-hmm. intent matters, but then also power level matters within intent. And if I have a... I want to have a good time intent, but my deck is so many tiers better than yours. Then I'm just going to feel bad uh, throughout the game. And this, th- this prevents that. And, but it allows you to try new things. You don't have to do the exact same thing every time. Cause you've built this tuned list. It's, Oh, I opened a box. How do I make this pile of legions cards work in a commander setting? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think part of the problem with like, and, and again, this whole, this whole podcast isn't necessarily about the power level discussion. And that's on purpose. Cause we just want to have fun and not talk about this, but like, I don't the, one thing talk that about I, work. <laughs> the one thing that I will say about like, as a scientist, part of the reason that I think the power level discussion is a problem is because we're, we refer to the power level discussion as numbers 
but they're not really numbers, they're words. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to quantify words into numbers. That's like a problem that every scientific discipline has. If you, you ever want to get into a, a thing. A is one, B is two, C is three, no, D that's not is how four. This is a great way to do that because you can actually set rules and you set parameters. It's not just like, because if I say we're just playing decks that are going to have fun, to me that means one thing, to Kess that means one thing, and to Shivam that means an entirely different thing. Even though we all said the same words, we all think we mean the same thing. However, if what I say is we're all going to get a box, we are going to open 32, 36, how many packs are in a box? I don't even know. That's how casual and bad I am. But anyway, we're going to open the packs in a box. And we're going to make a thing out of them. And if you achieve them and you want to try hard, you can only use the land that you get in the box. <laughs> For style. It worked out. It was pretty. It's like consistency matters. It just, it, just takes, it just takes away that kind of like misinterpretation of intent versus uh, interpretation. There's mm. none of that. It's literally this is what it is. And plus, the thing is, if given the way magic has been designed in the past, let's say, decade or so, standard aside, the limited environments have all been very well balanced and yes. very, like, at least even keeled enough, with the exception of, like, Ikoria. And even Ikoria in an Ikoria box league is just fine. But, like, just all the other sets are roughly at a power level where if I have a box of Theros and you have a box of, like, War of the Spark or M20 or m15 or whatever they're roughly roughly going to be about the same level with the parity between chaff and bombs in your deck and given if you have like a legend or whatever like i have uro uro is obviously an absurdly powerful card in my deck uro is fine it's not even the most powerful card in my deck it's a good card but like because of the power levels cranked so far down like one of the problems of edh is the power level is not necessarily any individual card. It is the summation of all the cards together. Mm -hmm. And like if Uro is like, or if, you know, if I'm fetching for like super powerful lands, then yeah, then I'm going to have a super powerful deck. But when like my lands are limited to being things like Maze of Scophos or like, you know, whatever random, like, you know, like the best fixing is like, you know, your evolving wild type of crap. Yeah. Okay, look, it's going to be fine. Like, I was so excited when I cracked open a pack and I found one blue-green game land just because <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I finally have a dual-colored land. But the 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 power levels are roughly a parity, so you can at least expect that, yeah, somebody's going to have some crazy blowout bomb, like Baneslayer Angel crap. But for the most part, you're going to be running just crap against crap, and that's fine. Well, and, and it's not even crap, because one of the things that's really interesting is you forget how many okay, rares... Okay, them Catabolipa sucks in EDH. <laughs> just uh, telling you. you. The amount of... Like, you forget how many rares are in a box. Like, I haven't opened up just a box straight up to, like, have a separate thing. So it's like, oh, there's, like, I'm gonna have mostly cards that I would consider constructed playable to some extent at some level somewhere in this. Like, cutting cards was still difficult. It wasn't like, oh, I only get to play... Okay, there's only exactly 60 good cards in this box mm -hmm. anyways. Um, and dude, I seriously had like three cards that I didn't add from my all the blue and green card. Well, that's so that, that I mean, like the, the two color legends out. versus three is difficult. I, I and I, I also think that, like, speaking of Ravnica Allegiance, I think two, the, the Ravnica sets are all going to be specifically bad for this, yes, because very so bad. many of the cards are gold and can't be within the other ones, and you have yeah. to like have like. You have to just get lucky and open the Azorius box or the mm -hmm. Rakdos box. Otherwise, like, you're like, the thing. When I looked into, when I was setting up my box and I was really keen on trying to do uh, Ravnica Allegiance because I really wanted to play Simic. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I realized was, oh, exactly what you just said. 
A, you're not going to guaranteed get the legend you need. Yep. B, the cards in there are the monocolored slices are very small. All the cards are multicolored and or hybrid. And hybrid doesn't work right, the way right. you think it. And so that's a real limitation you have to consider. And so, like, you really want to very carefully look at the boxes you pick for your start because the fun of this is entirely dependent on how fun your base box is. If you don't like the mechanics of that set, don't pick it as your base box. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like for me, I love Constellation. So I was super excited to pick Theros as my starting deck. I would have happily picked like, you know, M20, M21 are fantastic sets because they've got mm-hmm. really great multicolor legends. Elementals is a really fun sub theme. Dominaria, I felt, was a little easy mode. Yeah. Just because, yeah, like, oh, I've got 800 legends to choose from. Well, but, and also, too, Dominaria is like every card in Dominaria is aggressively playable, right? Yeah, right. Well, I, you I, can I build a flying foot deck and it's amazing. I had to work really hard to cut cards. I, I'm not I'm not excusing myself, but part of the reason why I picked Dominaria is because the week prior to us deciding that we were going to do this, we did a little in-person draft, again, because my COVID team is 90% Magic player, so we were able to find seven people and sit down in a draft, which is amazing. Not Lucky. to flex on anybody, but like, <laughs> it was great. Um, <laughs> I have six boxes of sealed Dominaria because I saved every single one of them because I refused to crack them for no value because Dominaria is the best draft set ever. Don't Amen. Ask. Amen. But uh, so what I did is I had I had three quarters of a box of Dominaria opened, but everybody gave me back their draft cards because nobody wanted to keep the cards. So I was like, I asked my I asked my pod, I was like, does anybody care if I just use the rest of this box? Because like I'm not going to be able to use these other 14 packs that are just hanging out here. Right, right, so right, I, right. And I didn't even know like half of we were there was there was some uh, adult. I think, think Dominic. I mean, you're not the only one who have picked it. I think that's like no, a, no, yes, no, no, no. I'm just saying, mode, but, but like that was that was the context for like other. No, but really Because like then I also got like all that much more use out of those other packs too. That is exactly the right thing to do. Like whenever people are like, "Yo, dude, I don't want to buy a brand new box just for this," I'm like, "Okay, well, when I was building my Ikoria one, I had had an Ikoria box that I had drafted and I'd cracked for random reasons, and I just built a deck out of that because yep. I, I took all those cards afterwards and I put them in a long box and called it a day." That is literally Precisely. an open box for the cards. As long as you have 36 pack equivalents of a card, nobody's going to fault you if you don't crack a brand new box. If you right, have, right. like for me, my Theros box was already in my long boxes, mm-hmm. but I knew exactly where it was because I'm bad at organizing. So I just left the packs <laughs> and I would crack them. And so they were all in there. So I was able to just do that. And it worked out. The fun of this is you don't even need to have like, like you don't need a full box. You could even do like a fat packs worth. That's harder, mm-hmm. but like if you have like a handful of pre-release set kits sitting around, you could even build out of that. A box helps you because you have enough to be able to get like a couple of decks worth of pools out of there. But I think that this this is a really easy and flexible way to play, and it's persistent and it's EDH, so you've got that already down tempo kind of vibe, and. Again, it's like easy to deconstruct or construct forward. Like if you're on week five and I'm on week three, it's not hard for me to crack a couple of packs and just upgrade yeah. to the next two weeks. Um, I mean, it's cool. I love how modular this is that you can just mm-hmm. crank the dial backwards or forwards and move your deck to match anybody else. Well, and I like too the fact that you can kind of get the right group of people together so that everyone's playing at the same. Like we can decide like how many how how many games do we have time to play in two weeks or in a week mm. or whatever. And this was all stuff that we discussed because again, I made the mistake of posting on Twitter that I was in that I was interested in this, and you know, ninety people asked if they could be in my pod. But one of the people who asked if they could be in my pod was Alex Kessler, and Alex is one of my favorite people on the internet. So naturally, I was like, "Yes, I pick Alex. We'll let him in, and then we'll figure it out later." Um, 
And again, <laughs> like and like Jason Alt randomly asked because somehow no one had invited Jason Alt to a boxing league before I did. So I was like, yes, we love you. Please come here. He has, um, he has, he has the same problem that actually Shivam has where I'm always like, you have a child. <laughs> so what yeah. inviting you to things is hard. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's really hard to do that. That's why I can only play like really one game a week or something, mm-hmm. just because that's the time I can carve out to do this. And yeah. you know, fine, that's fair. And and you, yeah, I mean, and you can pick like within your league how many games you want to play. You can mm. pick how many packs each week you want to open. Like you know, like six packs, depending on the price of the pack, yeah. can get a little expensive. So if you want to keep the price point down a little bit, you know, make it only three packs, or make it only packs that are like below five dollars each or like because like sometimes like i'm kind of debating just buying a bunch of lorwin packs because this is my favorite set and i don't I have a reason to defi- open them otherwise i'm so not saying that i them. bought lorwin and morning tide packs to do this but i definitely just got a box of morning, <laughs> morning tide and lorwin packs would, for this it would have been really hard so like i i had just like bought a box of zendikar rising the day that you yep. like, like, we're like, hey, I'm trying to do this. And I say, I tweeted at it. <laughs> um, uh, and I was like, please come here. <laughs> um, but if I had not, and I was jumping into this, it would have been really hard for me not to like buy some, like, like go for an older set that like I'm super nostalgic for. Right. Like, sure. or even, even just like, like I have <laughs> the frustrating thing is before I even opened it, I was like, we have all of these, um, from when Ben and me were like hosting a bunch of chaos drafts before mystery boosties existed, mm-hmm. we have like all of these random sets. So I have like an entire, like two packs per all of both Mirrodin blocks, just like Ooh. can't use them for anything, <laughs> but I have that full set and I have like a bunch of these other things. I was like, and I have a stack of, I think it's 29 shadows over Innistrad packs that I always like, I'm it was the winnings from the pre-release. And it was like the year I decided to never open packs again. And so I just have had them in a box and I was like, I can't, <laughs> I don't have the seven <laughs> other ones and the, like to find these, I'm too, like, I want to open this box now. So I just opened the Zendikar Rising one, but it was it like, I, I'm stoked to do this again just to see like what, and there's some affordable ones like Cons of Tarkir is super cheap for it's yeah. like for what it is, right? The fact that you're opening fetch lands and it's basically anything post what Rav, uh, return RTR, to Ravnica, yeah. they changed the print release. Cause even a return to Ravnica box is like, Super 125 it's, it's not expensive it's 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 up to rtr it be, was like extremely worthwhile to hold on to boxes like yes, in Estrada, and, that, and it, like rise it, of eldrazi being yeah. great examples of like within a year and a half of them no longer being in standard they like tripled in price yep and so then starting with rtr and then through cons block people were just hoarding boxes and that actually slowed down after that because then like after cons it wasn't ever worth anything they're like oh this is not worth it and so like probably will happen in waves but specifically but, that yeah, like era my recommendation though is like there's a lot of really good boxes of sets that like a pick a nostalgic set that's fantastic pick a set you love to play draft yes. or sealed with it's a great way to start b pick one of those sets that was a middle set that you only got like one or two reps out of like you know born of the gods fate reforge uh aether uh, revolt you know something like that was just totally like like it was fun, but you didn't get your time with it. Don't pick sets, and I think these are like good places to start because a lot of these mid tier sets and stuff have really cool legends in them, have really cool, and make sure that there's at least enough chance of you cracking a two or three color legend in order to make it worth your time. Don't bank on that one Niv Mizzet coming out of the box because he ain't coming. But the things I that I would recommend you staying away it. from, 
the things I recommend staying away from are hyper tribal sets. Don't play yeah. any. Don't play your it, uh, Ixalan. Ixalan is going to be fun for the first week. Like a full box Ixalan or full box whatever Ixalan two was. Right, that's great. Ixalan. Like that'll be a really cohesive set. Kind of Ixalan sealed sucked though. But um, Rivals was fun, but I digress. Yeah, but that being notwithstanding, you're not going to be able to make your dinosaur tribal deck work literally ever again. Oh, yeah, you have, you right? have to do like, like Ikoria, and then you maybe could do M20 or M19, whichever maybe, one has yeah, some of the... the is, and then you're like, like out. Instance, you're I pick done. Legions as one of my sets just because I love old-timey cards. And Legions has like got a lot of cool morphs in it, but the main drive of Legions was that every card was a creature and yeah. every creature was tribal based. Mm-hmm. And if you're not playing elves or orcs or I mean, elves or goblins or whatever the five tribes in there were, like my deck is an element is an enchantment deck. It's not a tribal deck, so I can't get like most of the benefit of all the cool cards that I cracked open. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh, it, it, ha- it almost has the same problem that like the Ravnica guilds and I think dragon maze yeah. or the sparker are a different conversation, but the, the classic Ravnica has where you're like, you're siloed. And so, Oh yeah. Don't pick any of the original Ravnica block. They're imp- well, totally worthless. Cause, yeah, cause like you're just, but sorry. Yeah. For, for people who don't know, like only certain guilds show up in each Ravnica set. Uh, and yeah. So well, and, like, and most of them are gold. So like, if you get yeah. like, like what happened to, to Ashley, where she got, a really good black white legend, but only blue white cards. <laughs> and, and so like, they're just, you, you, because of the way that the set is made to be drafted and the, why they're such great draft formats, they're going to be pretty bad for this. And I think tribal is similar where, and then added to the layer of like, your deck also has a problem meshing with other sets. And that's true with all parasitic mechanics, right? Like, like the Kamigawa is going to be hard because you're like, like arcane spells just aren't going to matter. And like, you'll have the legends, but spirits have maybe extended a little bit better because you could like do Innistrad and just try going for the spirit side. But there's like, like ninjutsu and samurai stuff just won't work. And then um, what's another really good, like anything with sliver is you just gonna have to hunt down sliver sets. <laughs> um, yeah, seriously, sliver sets real, real good together. Um, but yeah, it's 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 you want to find like versatile. It's actually one of the reasons I think that if you're going to do a gold block, going after the three color ones, going after uh, Ikoria or Khan's block or um, even maybe Shards of Alara, though I don't quote me on that no, one because I've never. No. I, like, Shards doesn't have really have legends it. in it. Is the problem? Oh, Shards got yeah, a lot yeah. of random gold stuff. I think shards would be a great addition set or yes. any of the Alara block ones. They're great because you're going to get like cool random shards if you're in, in whatever shard you need to be in. But yeah, it's it's the other two because because the way and I think that's really it's, it's what happened because they learned the lesson on shards yeah. in shards block is like to make a limited format work in three colors. You have to have a lot of solutions to that problem, which means fixing or what they did in cons block, which is like half the cards are morph cards. so You can always pay them for colorless and so you can't put them in your deck. Well, sure, sure, yeah, but, but, that's, but that's the problem. But like, but like they're built within the frameworks of the legends that should exist there, right? Like, sure. and, and and that's one of the reasons Fate Reforged is so terrifying is like they have legends for each of those colors at rare. But it's but more... this is also one of the reasons why it's very important to not use. Like, I realize that there's a lot of temptation to go like I'm going to play Modern Masters or I'm going to play like you know Battle Bond or Conspiracy. Yeah, but there's going to be those sets were like designed to be like the greatest hits of a certain yes. subset of cards. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be so strong that it's not going to be very fun. Well, and I don't think we talked about this earlier, but in the original, I, I think there's a star city games article where uh, Sheldon kind of lays out the basics of the rules. Correct. Yeah. And I, I don't know, Michael, somebody, somebody Hopefully who actually be a link does below work can probably link it. Yes. 
But uh, that is one of the considerations of we had that discussion when we were starting. Uh, Sheldon's original article suggests not to include any of those, which is what Sheldon's getting at. And we had that discussion when we were starting because I have two boxes of Misty Boosties that have my name on them. And totally. they're currently like, sealed I have like an Ultimate Boosters box right over there and a Modern yep, Horizons one. I have an one. Ultimate Masters box and two Modern so much Masters boxes. <laughs> I have an Unstable box. Two Unstable boxes. Also, but- yeah, Unstable... It's a yeah, main set. Sets. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Just draft set. it. Just draft it with your friends. Just, it's a great just draft. Play it the way but, it's meant to be played. And so that's kind of like the discussion that we had where I think if everybody, I think there could be a cool version of this where everybody gets to start with a weird set, right? Like you get to pick whether you want to start with Modern Masters or Ultimate Masters or Mystery Boosters or whatever. And then from that, you have to add other stuff. I think that could be really cool. What? But again, it's what? it's really yeah. important it kind of drives home, honestly, that like rule zero issue of commander, right? Is everybody has to be on the same page in, in this, in this edition specifically, because there's a very high, like, and very specific monetary cost to starting with a box of guilds of Ravnica versus starting with a Misty Boosty or an ultimate masters or a modern masters box, anything like that. I think it would be fun, but it's totally a different Right. Animal at that well, point. One, one of the ideas I think I proposed and, and, and had, I, I kind of got it from we've never done this in the way we play fantasy football at the office, but it is other other ways that people play this. I know I'm bringing football. This is the only know what, this way is I know kind I talk about of it. a fantasy it football kind of a fan- remediate, yeah, though, actually. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty decent yeah, yeah it's, it's it, and, and what but one of the ways to do it is you have like price caps, right? Like you can only have so many. And that's how like real sports works. Apparently, I don't know anything about. I mean, don't sort of, me on this. But yeah, like, yeah, kind of baseball, maybe uh, this is the extent of knowledge I have about baseball. <laughs> um, but the the point was, is is SRP budgets for additional packs. So so not necessarily how much it costs, actually, because whatever that like because if people already own it, what it's fine. But like a um standard sets are four dollars normally at, at release and and a um master, master sets are like eight like to twenty eight to twenty depending on which year we're talking about but then the cards that they put in those sets other than modern masters one were planned around those cost requirements right so they like they've like the srp dictated what the cost what good stuff was in the pack and so the are the kind of statement i said is like okay so you have Four times six, which is twenty-four. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, twenty-four dollars of SRP available to you, and then you can either buy six packs. You can buy of, one collector's booster of Zendikar Rising, right. or you can buy six packs of M twenty. Right, and and like those two or three Modern Horizon packs that you get uh, out of that twenty-four dollars is going to have really good, powerful things in it. Yep. Or you can get six packs of Ivcoria, which will probably be better. So it leads people away from doing those. But if you want to, you can. Um, yeah. And, then and the- let me tell you guys, don't undervalue the, the, the strength of like just bread and butter cards that you would mm-hmm. never think about. Like your mono leaks and your Lana war elves in these sets are absurd. You would you know, like- be so surprised at how much a black kill spell is worth. Oh my in God. Boxing league. <laughs> like or like standard, you know- like set specific, whatever your black instant or sorcery speed kill your spell murder, between your... three and five mana, it's gonna be worth <laughs> mm, just yes. All and like all of those like random colorless like things that you're like, oh, this fetches me a land, but it comes into play tapped and does some oh, garbage. Like so wandering valuable. twig is like worth its weight in gold. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> whatever the hell that card. Yeah. So like, so if money was no object. Uh, which box would you start with? 
And then what would your second addition to that box be? Which which set would your six packs be from? Mm. And and within within real standard sets, so not not like there had to have been fifteen cards in the pack. Yeah. We can't we can't go we can't to, just pick like Eternal Masters or, or like Beta. <laughs> <laughs> sure. beta what you don't want? All anyways. the cards are bad. You really want to be playing with like Gray Ogre? Come yeah, on, they're all they're all they're all gold card or they're all like gold cards and broken. So like you can't you don't get to like move them later. You have to de- destroy these. No no trying to meta game for value. Yeah, let's see. Um, oh, actually, I know. I hate myself for this, but I know exactly what I would pick. You go, because I think she's still thinking. I would pick Avacyn Restored, because Hexproof is busted, and I hate my friends. Oh my god, that's gross. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just really uncool. What are the uh-huh. legends in it? I guess... It's all... Like, it's the, oh, it's it's the, the angels. angels in Avacyn. And Grizzlebrand. And other stuff. Is Geist in there? No, he's an Innistrad. So no, I would, I would, I would choose Innistrad. I would like snap I mean, choose honestly, Innistrad. Honestly, I was my original thought was original Innistrad, and then I yeah, was like, with Green, Green, no, of Hex, course. Hexproof is dumb. Yeah, like like so getting. I think, I think maybe Avacyn. I'm sure somebody smarter than me in the comments is going to tell me that original though. Innistrad you get the three would be better. But I think maybe because also maybe just a flying Hexproof commander. Like if you pull Sigarda, do you just win? Hi, she, she's real good. Butcher's Cleaver and uh, uh, Invisible Stalker. No, no, that's what I'm. That's what, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. I'm battling my Innistrad block versus Sydney's Innistrad block, and I'm gonna win. Oh, dude, <laughs> Invisible Man plus the Butcher's Cleaver is gonna walk right through. That's what I think. Like maybe. Well, but that's, maybe that's Innistrad. Uh, Invisible Stalker is Innistrad, yeah. So, I, but again, right. I, I think maybe or other. Otherwise, my other option would maybe just be New Phyrexia, because in fact, might just be busted. You got a crater. And it, yeah. Where oh, God, is Glissa? What? Where is Glissa? Glissa was in New Phyrexia. Yeah, New Phyrexia besieged. I think it might be mirrored in oh, besieged. Might be mirrored and besieged. Either way, those. I'm just still trying to think about like the set I would want. I would probably want like because like I'm thinking. Oh yeah, what what additional set would you pack, pack into that? Um, I mean, if I went for, but okay, I so would, here's, I would, here's, I would put Amonkhet would be mine, would be my second ooh. after, I would Innistrad Amonkhet because you can use cycling and aftermath alongside all the flashback spells you have. Sure. Or you pick Amonkhet Shadowmoor and you get all the minus one, minus ones. That's another good one. Amonkhet's a really good starter set, right? That was another one Amonkhet that I had like, bad. I have See, 17 like, Amonkhet Amonkhet was one of the ones I was thinking about. <laughs> part of the, part of the problem here is that like, in theory, you open your box, you get to see what what legend you pick and like, and then you could go into your next box. Well, Amonkhet, Amonkhet I think does have good legendaries. It does. It does. In, it's in, got Temet, it's got Hypatra, it's mm-hmm. got... Hypatra was they, it has, it has a, it has a rare, it has a rare allied color cycle. So you have, oh no, yeah. you, you have three. You have Hypatra, Temet, and Neheb, and then you have all of the gods. Yeah, and, and all of them are good, right? Like, yeah. The only problem with the gods though. is all the gods are monocolored, which is a little bit rough. I think I think um, we also looked at Hour of Devastation when me and Mike were thinking of what he could do. And Hour of De- Devastation, if you yeah. get one of the the mythic, the problem is is you can get wrecked and you can yep. only yeah. get Jajeru with eyes open, <laughs> oh and then God, and then so that's bad. the only thing you have available. Oof. But if you can either dodge Jajeru or get any of the mythic legendaries, you have like Neheb, Mono Red, the Scarab God, the Scorpion God. Uh, the Locust God, and then yeah. and then you have Razaketh and, and Unesh. But like, if you can get any of the gods, you're in such a good position. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. Like, I guess the set I would probably want to pick would probably be M19. Honestly, sure. 
Because yeah. M nineteen had the new Elder Dragons, oh, and yeah. I am a sucker for Elder Dragons. When honestly, if you play, open like, Vivian, Vivian is like a fantastic utility walker. She does. Oh everything. god, she's great. She's super good. But like, I really want to gra- grab like Palladia Morse or mm-hmm. like you know Arcades or any of these guys. I might like, still be on Avacyn. Like, I just I'm so so. You wouldn't pick Lorwyn. I well okay, but like Remember, you asked me what no was object. good. No, no, if no. it was, I, if it was, what, win, if, what would you want to love to play? That, like, oh, well, then, yeah, it would be any set from Lorwyn because that's my favorite. Lorwyn, so I, I don't want to confuse myself when I'm playing though, because like Lorwyn, I mean, okay, if I was going to pick one though, I think I might actually. Here's the left wing, the the left field shot. I would go for Oath, Oath of the Gatewatch, which is like, one of my least favorite sets of all time. However, get wastes. <laughs> however, Oath of the Gatewatch has Ailey Eternal Pilgrim, which is one of the funnest freaking legends like ever. And there, there was a whole utility like, commander too. Yeah. You would like be able to sacrifice things and get life. And like, there's a really good black, white life gain deck in that set. Yep. And just, I think if you I could do, do so much fun, I do. I from, smashed face with, I smashed face against Olivia last night with Ailey actually. Last night. I think, I think you uh, do get like a good, there's like a good argument to pick a small set anyways. Yes. Because like you have a better, especially ones that have good good legendary uh, gold creatures, because you just have a higher chance of getting the ones you want. Yeah, because there's like you, in a box of a for the, the that's I, why the Jace lottery existed, right? Like to get sure. a mythic you want in a large set, it is like fifty fifty or less than fifty fifty mm-hmm. a box. It's like thirty three percent of boxes will have each mythic in it. So if you get a case, you're likely to get two of each. Um, if you buy a box of a small set, though, it's like. 60 40 which is why world weight boxes are so expensive because no one let mm-hmm. them sit on the shelves because everyone in magic is a degenerate gambler and yep. we just like mm-hmm. open up world weight boxes because if you opened up a jace it was worth more than the box so you were able to like make 40 bucks <laughs> per box you bought uh just a big reminder for people listening we're in the middle we're gonna do some shout outs uh please follow us on twitter please if you're watching this video like and subscribe it would love to get your comments on which set you would pick what pick why'd you pick it which packs you would start adding all of those things i love to hear your thoughts on what you think the best set to add is since that's what we're talking about uh also um, would love to uh, uh, just like hear your thoughts and please like subscribe all those things if you're on podcast. So you know follow is really really good to add. Apocalypse, Apocalypse was the old school enemy colored set. It had the enemy colored pain lands in it, but it also had things like Vindicate, Yavamaya's Embrace, which is like you know the control magic that also gives you things. Pernicious Deed, like it was full of incredibly really really good utility cards like Goblin Trenches. Oh man, and Chromat, one of the great five-color legendaries, back before things were good. And then, last Again, but not I... least, uh, thank you, patrons. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, Sorry, exact to totally all of you. Uh, I'm going to take a drink. Uh, and uh, thank you to the nobles of House Modern. You guys are also the dopest and are super stoked that you guys are, are contributing every way you do this week. Um, for those who don't know, uh, on our Patreon, we do this whole uh, unedited version of the podcast. So we had a whole conversation at the beginning of this about what the best pizza toppings are uh, and how terrible bell peppers are or how great they are depending on who you're talking to in the class you have to go to patreon to find out who said what um and we uh do that every week so it's a big raw feed you get all the swear words that we accidentally throw in there um and Mostly <laughs> uh, so de- definitely <laughs> check that out um and then you got access to our discord and all those good things and then also follow us on twitter uh i am at kess wiley but where can the people find the two of you 
invasion block. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, invasion would be such a good set. You got the the old Dragon Legends like Rith and like uh, Sabo Savak, which can pay two to tap to destroy target legend. But do you want? And it's to... got Mecha. What the heck? But I don't. I don't know if I want to meet someone in invasion block like there's like the infractions are invading <laughs> and I, like i don't want to be completed i'm <laughs> sorry going, i'm totally good being mind. incomplete <laughs> uh so we're, you, we're on we're on the internet <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Girapuri gears which is uh you'll see it in the show notes you look up <laughs> shivam there aren't that many you'll find one Girapur is like a there's a can there's like a canonical spelling and yeah, the wizard's yeah. universe to spell it. So you can put the card it's cards with it spelled right there with the power of Marshall. Uh, and uh, Taffy, where can people find you? I am Taffy Toe Claws. T a p p y t o e c l a w s. Everywhere that you know, loud internet dinosaurs can be found. So uh, I realized that seriously though, invasion block. <laughs> ah, no, I'm in Lorwyn. Um, I'm in Lorwyn for sure. So, so the question, the next, the next question that I want to talk about is, and, and this is maybe the next level thing, which is, did people in your um, pod, uh, Shivam, start metagaming the next sets and like really start planning ahead, like, like what you kind of just mentioned right before? Uh, it was actually, I guess, during our Patreon break. Uh, so uh, Shiva mentioned, I, I brought up Kaladesh, and then and she brought how like energy is problematic, but it may be if you picked something with proliferate. So my thought is, if you did like. Uh, okay, so Kaladesh into Scars of Mirrodin into Worldwake or not Worldwake War of the Spark. You have like this nice library of artifacts slash proliferating. So yeah, here's the thing. Like I think a lot of people when they looked at their first deck and were like, "Where can I go that would make this deck better or can get me a legend that would supplement what I've got going on?" And like for me, I had like Uro with an Enchantress build, so I picked like. I picked a bunch of... I went actually 50-50. Half the sets were... I just really want to crack packs of this set because I think it would be fun. And then I also cracked like Journey into Nyx because that's more Constellation cards. That would be super good. I cracked, um, you know, Eldraine because there were enchantments in there that would be helpful. And I just thought like if I was going to make an Enchantress deck even better, what sorts of things would I want to put in there? And like, for instance, some of the people who pulled an Omnath... They were like, okay, well, I'm going to go to, like, you know, Lorwyn block next because there is a ton of elementals and elementals go really well with Omnath. And I think I think you can do a level of metagaming like that because I think that's a lot of the fun is like, hey, I found this cool thing. What if I take this set from cards that I'm never going to use that I can be able to blend together to make something really cool? Because that's how that's how most EDH decks used to start. That's how most cool things were like. This card and this card were designed 15 years apart. We're never meant to go together. If I put them together, something cool will happen. And I think that's hella fun. But the other half is, you know what? I want to open these six packs that are on my desk. Or <laughs> I'm just going to grab a random pack out of this box, and that's the set I'm going to go to. Because that's also the fun of being like, okay, well, I've got this set that's all about uh, you know enemy-colored lands, and this set that's all about you know, three colored shards and they go together some way, maybe. How do I make it work? Who knows? And then you make it work because it's awesome and it's EDH and it's fun. I think there's an argument both ways. I think you should do a mix of both. I think like week one, pick a set that will supplement the thing you're doing. Week two, pick a wacko set that's just going <laughs> to do something totally different and just go from there and just have, just do the thing that makes you happy, man. Do the thing that makes you, when you crack open that card and you look at it and you're like, I have never seen this card before. I don't even know what it does, but this looks hella cool. Like, 
I got this card from M12, which was this spider that I had literally never heard of because it's, I don't remember comments from M12. Do you like stinger fling spider or something like that, where it's like, it comes into play, destroy target flying creature. That's hecka good. That is hecka good, right? Like, especially when you're playing green blue and you're like kind of dearth of flyers anyways. And somebody's coming out with like, I've got my mutate stack. That's got 38, you know, like medicine, like, it's got lifelink menace. But death also, we've flying. established that I'm going to try to win with with uh, Sigardo, So, bye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, come in and destroy target flying creature. Pretty sick. And so, uh, yeah. So, so Tappy, what are what what packs do you plan on adding next to your so, Dominaria box? Yeah. So, for those who are just joining us after the break, um, <laughs> I opened Dominaria and I opened Moldrotha because I'm a Luxac horrible person. I didn't win our first game, to be fair. Uh, the guy who opened Golos did. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I was, I'm, I'm, I was debating for a while because I was like, uh, on some level, I wanted to open new Zendikar packs, but also the modal lands don't actually function as lands in the graveyard. Correct, so if I could get them correct. back as lands with Muldrotha, it'd be dope. But, but you I, can but you can put them into play as lands, or does she? Because it, it's you may play or cast, right? So no, it's cast, but you still you can't cast. But isn't it well, no, 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 no. Like you can, it's you, isn't if it, you have it as a land, you can flicker it and it comes back as a spell. Yeah, but let's. Uh, well, no, so I think, anyway, I think you can play it as like, a land. It's like a whole thing. Um, and I'm so I'm trying to figure it out. Part of me, per like Shivam's discussion, I kind of just want to like find what for six Lorwyn packs I could buy because Lorwyn block is my favorite and I don't care if I'm good or not. I mean, if it makes you feel but, better, I just bought six cons and blocks packs because I realized <laughs> that's what I want to open up. You haven't played a single game with your deck? Well, like I have like a mini plus one plus one counters theme and I'm five colors and I like warriors and it ends up that uh, <laughs> that there's a party happening on cons and block. Uh, they all love plus one plus one counters with what uh, Abzan is doing. And they're gold colored. So I need by the fact that I'm five color, I can take it like not take advantage of it, but I'm not gonna get like punished and not open cards I can't play. So sure. I I think I think what I'm gonna end up doing, just because I'm a horrible person, um, I think I'm gonna open up six packs of War of the Spark next, just because planeswalkers are another permanent type that I can get back with Moldrotha. Yeah, Moldrotha Moldrotha is in Moldrotha. Now you might get Niv Mizzet, but you don't feel bad if you don't get Niv Mizzet. Yes, and also, so either I get Niv Mizzet and I just go. For, although to be fair, I opened Joda in my deck already, so like technically mm. I could already be five colors, but it was just better to be Moldrotha. But the thing is, is that the best Planeswalkers in War of the Spark are kind of in the Sultai colors anyway, because like the best ones I could like I could open Narset and just ruin somebody's day. Oh, I don't, uh, I don't I want to play just, against Nissa. <laughs> don't make me do that. I can, I can open Nissa at rare and just make <laughs> no nobody that. happy. Um, and also there's like ev- everything in War of the Spark is like pretty also good. Uh, but again, I think it's really just like I'm capitalizing on like that extra permanent type that I can get. And War of the Spark has a decent amount of fixing in it too. Um, there's a decent amount of fixing in green. There's well, honestly, just honestly, just that stupid guild gate that enters the battlefield tapped is like more than I have right now. Ooh, so I'm, I'm hyped for Trilands. I like really could use them mm, in my life. Yeah, in my, 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 other, my other thought was opening up Ikoria, but I think I'm too much of a horrible person and I think I'm gonna open the War of the Spark. I think that, Dude, I think that makes sense. The thing about this is that it teaches you 
the like you don't know how excited like you don't understand what excitement is till you crack open a stupid comes into play tapped guildgate or gameland that's uh-huh. in your color and you're just like oh my god i have fixing like you don't understand how spoiled an edh player's land base is like when you're just like even when you're sitting there complaining about a precon you're like oh look at all these stupid copper line gorges or whatever the hell's in there you have no idea what I would give for a Copperline Gorge equivalent in my deck. <laughs> I was really ha- happy that I pulled a Skyclave Relic. Or even like what's that, that Farhaven whatever from like, what is that a colorless card from Ikoria, the random squirrel that can fetch you a land? Uh, or, Farfinder. Yeah, Farfinder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like that, uh, the elk from like Journey into Nyx that can get you two. I would give you money. For <laughs> <laughs> you just opened you up a Journey in the Nyx pack. Um, yeah, is so, that where the is that where the the bronze elky thing? No, maybe it was in Theros default. It's I don't in remember. something. Who knows? It's a Theros set for sure. But that card was just like I would, I would come to your house on my knees begging for like mercy for land. I'm playing blue green and have like one ramp spell. Come on, and that ramp spell is Uro. Yeah, <laughs> you know Uro gets <laughs> to be really fair. Uro is a pretty decent ramp spell. I'm but, not. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, feel feel really I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. I think. I think the conversation is a little bit biased because Kess and I both opened really good commanders. That's so true. Part, uh, of, part of that is... Tazri is weird. So so I would rather have Joda than Tazri because Tazri doesn't do very much. Sure. Unless, yeah. Like, she, like, yeah. There was like a weird, a weird game I had to play and I'm going to talk more about this next week when we kind of do individual deck techs and I'll have sure. a game under my belt. So we'll see how this actually goes. But like I had to balance like most of the good cards I have are not party members. And so, like, but I needed to, like, ramp, like, ramp up how many party members I'm playing right, with. Right, she only lets you grab party members, yeah. Yeah, you have to, like, you, like, spin the wheel and hope you get party members. She does hit allies, so I can get any of the, the party people or allies. So, like, there's an argument to open up Zendikar. Yeah, just because you get the allies. Um, but I was just, like, Constantark here has, like, ten wizards. They have, like, a hun- like warrior tribal as a thing. Like, I can just, like, lean into it and just hope it works. Um... But that was like an interesting challenge. Like she's actually not that good. She's just five colors. So great. And I can sure. play all of the colors, which is good for Rise of Zendikar because of the like, because you're playing with all the flip lands, you like have pseudo fixing all over the place because all yep. of your splash cards, like I'm splashing blue, but all of the blue cards I'm splashing are just flip lands. Our, and so like lands. worst case scenario, this is a a colorless producing guild gate. And sure. most of the time it's a spell that's useful. Um, we're gonna see how this strategy plays out for him so we're gonna find out uh and on monday on stream at 7 30 p.m psd uh yeah it's gonna be so it's gonna it's gonna be you me ben and michael i believe that is the plan and what did ben and michael open just for the people who are maybe Uh, michael for sure is doing a coria his box is in the mail ben doesn't know yet and is traveling to washington as we speak uh where he will be for a month and he is going to go to a card store and he's going to try and spend under, he, this is what he told me to say. He's going to try spending under $150, but he also can't promise that he won't be like, just like starstruck by a box that looks really, really sweet. That's more expensive than that. <laughs> and may like, just like buy something insane. So honestly, um, in the, in the time of COVID, if like he wants to spend a bunch of money at an LGS and he, buy a box, I don't care. He did just sell every magic card. He has over $5 to buy a very, very, very nice guitar. Because he realized that's that pretty, he like just uses my collection if he plays in a tournament at this point, which is a weird. Probably <laughs> good. I just bought a house, and as soon as I move into the house, I'm gonna send all the cards over five dollars that I own that I'm not playing off somewhere because I don't need them. Obviously, I've moved them three times now. I don't want them anymore. Fair. But, uh, Fair. 
Yeah, so that's also M12 has lightning greaves. What? Which is real or swift M12 swift has boots. lightning greaves? No, it doesn't. Swift foot boots. boots. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. I was like, it's not everyone. Uncommon swift foot boots. That was really good. Which no is legendaries, real, real right? Though, so it's not a good. They only started doing legendaries in M Origins. There were some legends in M12, but it's a good supplemental set. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Commander, then it's fine. But again, like per our commander discussion, like our friend Ashley, who opened up Ravnica Allegiance, and she has two choices of what she's doing. Listen, I love her, and I will fight you. She's one of my favorite friends. Then you should have stopped her, Tappy. You could have stopped her. There are no legendaries Listen, in all of M12 of any variety. I might that can't be I true. might have I might have given her the Ravnica Allegiance box. <laughs> Listen, I didn't chart like it just gave it to wow, her, okay? Like I didn't just give her a box, to be fair. She said she wanted Ravnica Allegiance, and I'm like, I've got three of these in my basement. Just take one. I don't want to move it. Um I cracked a Soren, uh original Soren Markov in one of my M12 facts. Which does me no good since I have not a single black legend oh, in no. all of the packs I've opened. Now you just got to open something like, that has. You got to open a Maldrotha. You got to be opening Dominaria. Got to open up Phage. I've opened up four Planeswalkers. I've opened up Zendikar Jace, Ikoria Oko, and the full art fancy Oko at that. Uh, Sword Markov and the 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 twins. Which I didn't realize the twins had an alternate art until I cracked it open. I was like, that's really cool, and I will literally never play it because I don't play Is It Colors ever. But um, now's the time for make a brawl deck, making make this happen. <laughs> such is life. Anyways, what? is it rotated? No, no, we have a whole year. We have a year yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still in here. But because uh, Kess, as, as I was saying, Kess and I opened up really good commanders. So there's also the theory of like, if you open up a really good box, like Ashley opened up Ravnica Legions because she wanted all the fixing and she did get the chromatic lantern. She got a bunch of shock lands. So she's sitting pretty good in, in that regard. And she has a lot of good cards. Uh, but now I think her next uh, plan is to open up Ikoria and she is just hoping and praying and like sacrificing blood to get Kinnon because mm. apparently she has a lot of good Simic cards, but she does not have a Simic commander. So she's just going to do. Yeah, some, but Kinnon you know. is like a mythic though. Yeah, I'd almost is say, I'd it? almost recommend doing, uh, uh, yeah, Kinnon's a mythic, but like, uh, drag- the- what is the, what is the blue green dragon maze? Well, she because she wants she wants the chance to get Kinnon, no, no, but then was, there's the um, few. It's the tap plus one plus one counters. It's this. It's the Merfolk guy who doubles counters on things when you Zagana? tap him. No, 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 no. The other one. Oh, uh, um, it's not Voril. Voril was the original. No, maybe one. it is Zagana. No, no, no. Zagana is no, the Zagana is the sp- prime speaker. It's uh, not Voril of the Hulkblade. That was yeah. OG Ravnica. No, no, it's Voril. Yeah. Where is it's, it Voril? It's Voril. There was no Merfolk. Is Voril on the one that doubles? Okay. So there's that one. Because because uh, they it, original Ravnica came out in the era where they're like Merfolk isn't the main blue tribe because yeah. they can't walk on land. That's dumb. Blah blah blah. But then they were so like, like Vettelkin were or whatever. Like whatever yeah, was. like oh wait no we were wrong. They're actually the thing people like. So then they just then they like yeah, retroactively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they like a- retroactively added giant seas underneath Ravnica that they like discovered between the two blocks. Then that's like where all the merfolk were, and that's why like, a lot of there are a lot of those in Prague where Ravnica is. Yeah. I guess Mis- mysterious o- undersea there, oceans. There, there, there aren't there. Are, there's like a lot there of very, salt lines. Prague is landlocked, right? It, there's no. It, it's decidedly mm-hmm. landlocked. There's yeah. actually a really weird thing. If anybody wants to talk to me about the weird things that my family has added anchovy paste to to make artificially tastes like fish because everyone from the uh, at least my family from the czech republic is very into things tasting like fish that they, there's no fish there um, yeah, i think God i think bless. i think 
I do think that Dragon's Maze is a fire set yeah. to open. There's like really good. You can get like Rorkthar. You like Lavinia Dude, even Dragon's is good. Maze is like, but the, here's the thing though. Dragon's like Maze starter. can also screw you. Because Dragon's Maze, so many cards are gold cards. You might not be able to get a quorum of playables because it was a really small set. Dragon's Maze would be a great week two set, but I sure. don't think it's a good week one set. Yeah, if, if you're missing, if you're missing a legend of a two color combo that you might be looking for, I feel like Dragon's Maze is a great roulette wheel to play. Yeah, because you're going that that or honestly, Fate Reforged seem like the best two because they both have a ten. Yeah. 10. FRF is just a good Ooh. set in every direction you want. Or Dominaria, I guess. Those would be the three. Because Dominaria, yeah, Dominaria has like all the gold legends at Uncommon. Um, okay. Ashley could just get a Tatiova, which I also did. <laughs> oh, I have Tatiova and Slimefoot inside of and my aren't you Aren't deck. you guaranteed a legend in every pack of Dominaria? Isn't the, uh-huh. isn't the assortment? Legends, isn't it? Oh, no, that was in your pre-release kit. Yeah, yeah. Think, yeah you're you guaranteed get, a, you get a legend. legend. Just like just like War of the Spark, you get a Planeswalker like in, in the, every in pack. The, in the Flipland slot, they had a legendary creature. Yep. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, but you, you could also get one in your normal slots, and they were just like a crap ton yeah, of legends, yeah, yeah. so you were going to get legends by the pound. Yeah. So Like, if you're playing that uh, black-white guy who's like, bonus for every legend. Arvod? There we go. I also have him, but I'm not playing white, so. All right, so. But I th- yeah, oh, yep. EDH Boxing League, man, if you've got the means. Yeah. Or even just six, like the box equivalent of cards sitting around. I cannot recommend it enough. And 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 if you guys are are looking for a place to kind of like organize hosting and a place of all these rules, I think please ask in the comments of the video. And then what we might do is either on Facebook or we might create like maybe in the Hag the Highlander Arena Gauntlet Discord, which is the more public facing Discord we manage. We can create like a uh, like a place to organize around. Or is do you have a location shape and maybe to send people? Yeah, I was just about to say the official uh, Commander Rules Committee Discord has a whole room set to the EDH Boxing League. People have been getting together, oh cool, uh, okay. setting up games and doing stuff like that. And uh, yeah, dude, I seriously. And obviously, hit me up on Twitter. I'm always happy to answer questions about this because this is, I think, my new favorite way to play. Yeah, but if you say anything mean about Shivam, I will personally come after you. Look, man, I will sit and suffer for about <laughs> 18 hours or so but before also, I finally don't. retire. Like, you don't have to. I'm it, telling uh, you right now. If Actually, I, I would request people to just aggressively compliment Shivam for 18 yes. hours straight. <laughs> you know what I'm running in my day? First, Eroan Games. First, Eroan Games is not a good card, but it's an enchantment. And that is good enough. Wait, I, I actually really like that I was card. Say, it's like a fine card. It's a fine it's, card. If you get a gold, you I mean, can fight a creature. But it's, it's removal, even better it when ramps, I can like, it draws throw you a it card. away. And, huh? It slices, it dices. <laughs> it triggers all my constellation effects. What else can and I have? And if you for? buy yeah, it yeah. now for one small payment of four mana, you'll trigger constellation <laughs> at least twice. Um, so thank you both for coming on. Um, uh, we'll do shout outs really quick. Uh, but it's always great to talk to both of you for extended periods of time. Uh, where can p- people find you on the internet now? Uh, Shivam has a podcast you started at the beginning of this year. It's awesome. You have you had Mark Rosewater on earlier this week. Ben was on like one of the inaugural six He's episodes. He's on episode two. Yeah. Um, where can people find that? And where can people find yeah, you? Yeah, it's called Casual Magic. You can find anywhere podcasts are sold or at the Greenlit Podcast Network. Or basically go to your podcast reader of choice, type in Casual Magic with Shivam Putt and find it. Because frankly, I don't have a web page because nobody is looking for web pages to get their uh, podcast. You're going to go to your podcatcher and you'll grab it or your iTunes or whatever. I'm on Spotify. I'm on 
everywhere but YouTube, basically. We're, we're trying to convince him to get an Instagram. We'll see if <laughs> successful it can be. <laughs> I uh, um, and then, Tappy, you're doing streaming stuff all the time nowadays beyond just normal cosplay slash now pajamas. Well, yes. Uh, I mean, I'm like trying to do streaming, but the problem is, is I do research science. So uh, science is a capricious mistress and uh, my days are very strange. So I don't really have a regular stream schedule, but you can find me on Twitch at Tappy Toe Claws, T-A-P-P-Y-T-O-E-C-L-A-W-S. I like to spell in front of Kessler because it makes me feel good. Um, but uh, <laughs> I believe, like I believe like, due to the yeah, power of Discord, like, your name is spelled out in the bottom right hand corner of your window. <laughs> no, so. But anyway, um, you can find me on Twitch as Tappy Toeclaws and on Twitter and Instagram. That's basically where I am. I'm a loud dinosaur from the internet. I used to dress up as characters, but now I have nowhere to go. So I just stay at home and dress up hang out with my friends on webcams, I guess. Yeah, I've been dressing <laughs> up every day this month so far. I know. I'm five I'm days really... in. It's, it was a mistake that October is so hot. <laughs> and in Los Angeles, and it's like 90 it's degrees. It's summers, man. And yeah, uh, all my like casual costume ideas were like hoodie based. And so I have Fun to like though. wait for the other I've half. I've been really enjoying them. Um, so uh, yeah, and you can follow me. I'm at Kess Wiley everywhere, similar to Tappy. My name's right there, uh, spelled. And then maybe don't, Marshall did a cool graphic somewhere. I was going to say, don't you mean K E S S W Y L I E? That I can spell. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, but for podcast listeners, that's very helpful for them because they don't get the video version and we should be me, more helpful. helpful. Um, and then also we do live streams now. We're doing commander streams every Monday night uh, at 7.30 p.m. Uh, PST, that's uh, West Coast United States time. Next week, we will have Tappy on with me, Ben, and Michael, and we will be doing our yeah. my, possibly my first game of the Boxing League. Definitely Michael and Ben's first game of the Boxing League or definitely Ben's because I will guarantee he'll be sleeping it up on stream <laughs> as we're playing. Um, the man does not know how to do things not at the last minute Uh, and you can follow Ben at Ben Baby to watch that it's twitch.tv slash Cass Wiley also on the YouTube channel so if you like and subscribe you'll get alerted hit that bell button Uh, all of those things that YouTubers say in the middle of videos that tell you what to do for algorithms but the algorithm does like comments so do that as well Uh, and then um, and tweet us I'd love to hear your stories of your boxing leagues we all want to hear it Uh, and want to tell us what box you would pick first and whether it should be Avacyn Restored or New Phyrexia because I'm frankly torn how is Rise of Eldrazi? Is there are there any legendaries in that other than the main the Eldrazi? Eldra- well, <laughs> other than them, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up really quick. In the meantime, thank you guys so much for coming on. Uh, it's always awesome having you, and we'll have you guys on soon. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll talk to you guys uh, next week slash on Monday. This has been a production of Time Traveler Media, sending podcasts into the future.